Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Sounds good. All right, sounds good. Today is a busy day. And I that that right there was not an act. That was absolutely oh, I, thought, I, I thought you were doing a bit. No, that's not a bit. That was that was absolutely true. Right there. Just frazzled right now. But yeah, this is bark after dark. We're barking, it's dark. And uh Roos, man, um, for the first time. Since we've ever done Bark After Dark, since we've ever uh, covered Georgia, it's a Monday when uh, – covered Georgia in, in, at Dogs HQ for me, and, and I guess for you too, that Georgia wasn't in the national title hunt. And uh, listen, I, I want to pause and not say, quite say I'm, I feel bad for Georgia fans. I do. I don't think it had to end on Saturday, but it ended. And uh, that's that. Uh, but, man, 29 games in a row – and two national championships and another 12 and one season with a chance to go 13 and one and head to a prestigious bowl game. Um, absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, look, I saw a lot of people who said, you know, Oh, I, I just wish it hadn't been Alabama. I wish it was Ole Miss or Tennessee or whatever. I don't believe that. 
I got to tell you, I really, I don't, I think a lot of people had talked themselves into the idea that this was never going to happen again, that they were going to be able to win for the rest of time and they would never have to suffer this. But yeah, I mean, it's, I do think it probably hurts more than it was Alabama. Um, People didn't want to do it again to Alabama. I saw the stat. I don't even know if it's true. It's been 17 and 0 in Atlanta. Um, Yeah, something like that. It's pretty crazy. That's like the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania, man. I mean, that's yeah. just speaking of which, Undertaker was up there for Texas's. Uh, yeah, Wits. yeah, that was wild. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. I didn't have the TV unmuted for that. What was that? Why? I don't know. I saw, I saw the, I saw the video of Quinn Ewers kind of holding his hand up, and then it kind of panned left, and then there was the Undertaker standing to Quinn Ewers' right. Um, the, the middle no of the idea. field, the middle of the field had the the belt painted on it with the WWE logo. And I was like, when are, since when are they co-branding here? The, the WWE partnered with the Big 12 to sponsor that uh, that title game. Oh, okay. Why? <laughs> and, and Saban has lost in Atlanta because they lost to Florida one of those years. But You know there's going to be like some evil. Yeah, that is true. They, they lose the, maybe he's won 17 in a row there. Might be 17 in a row, though. Because they lost in 2008 to Florida. That's mm-hmm. been a long time. Uh, I, there, I mean, I don't know. That's a bizarre partnership to me. I don't, yeah. I can't say that. It makes me feel like there's going to be like some evil commissioner character coming down the pike. Um, I do want to say to Georgia fans though, you know, when I say, I don't think it had to end Saturday, I think that was going to be the case no matter when they lost, because at some point it was going to be Georgia probably not playing its best game. Sure. Um, getting beat because when you're as talented as they are and when you're as, as good as they've been, um, if you're going to be that good, normally you're not going to get beat playing your best game. It's not going to be kind of, you know, it's going to be the defense letting you down or the offense letting you down or the coaching staff letting you down or a turnover letting you down, all of which happened for Georgia on sure. Saturday. And we're not here to break down the game. We're more here to kind of, you know, goof off and, and maybe take some of the steam out of, you know, the hurt today. Um, and, and you guys have had, you know, and a, lot, a lot of you have had 48 hours to kind of do it, but, Man, I get it. I absolutely understand kind of where, you know, it goes from here. Uh, well, I you, you mentioned too, and I think we've said this pretty consistently. If it was going to happen, this was the team it was probably going to happen for, right? I mean, this was of the last three teams, I think you and I both agree that this is the least talented. Yeah, yeah, the, definitely the least talented. And, and, you know, there were there were some relative warts on this team. I still think Georgia was one of the better teams in the country defensively, is one of the better teams in the country defensively, than the one of the better teams in the country offensively. And if you look back, the defense couldn't get a stop and struggled in the second quarter. The offense struggled for, you know, the vast majority of, of quarters one, two, and three. Um but if you look back, it really came down to, and we'll, we'll talk about officiating, I guess, in a little bit. But if you look at it, I mean, it came down to a turnover and a penalty on a on a, you know, taking a sack, taking a penalty, and then having a fifty yard field goal clank off the upright. Sure. Um, and, but I'll say this, you know, I, I'm never gonna be. There's nothing in the world, Roos, that bothers me than sliding through Facebook or sliding through Twitter and seeing the comments. Bama paid the refs. Um, I hate that that happened for that reason more than anything else sure. today. Sure. 
I just don't, I, I hate it so much. I hate it beyond, I mean, like it, it, it makes my blood boil. Like nobody paid any reps, but they, they got one big one wrong and it did impact the game. I agree. No, the completely, the bond catch should have been reviewed. There's no, yeah. I mean, the, the replay clearly showed that that was not a catch and that was a, it was a big momentum shifter. And what bothers me about that is like, it doesn't really, it's not, it's not what bothers me, but one thing that bothers me about that is like Kirby should have called a timeout and made it happen. Well, Kirby's got a lot less going on than that dude watching the thing up there and reviewing right. that catch. Right. You know, like he's got a lot less going on than that guy does. So, and, and it's not like Kirby's watching replays. And maybe somebody in the booth should have helped him out. But good gracious, I mean, you got to have some confidence in your replay system. These aren't sitting in the NFL where you're, you know, you've got the, you know, Bill Belichick's got the red flag in his sock. Sure, um, it's just a little different. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you just—it's that you know that old adage right you can't you can't put it in their hands you, you can't you just can't afford to do that you know you can't i feel however you want to feel about the officiating i like like we said i think the bond catch should have been reviewed but at the same time man you just can't leave that stuff to chance you you got to be yeah. convincing you got to be convincing enough in your own game to to you know not have to worry about those things but like you said pretty much everything that could have gone wrong for georgia did and at some point that was probably bound to happen yeah it was and it was almost like it was almost like in some ways it reminded me of the ohio state game last year and it definitely would have reminded me of the ohio state game if georgia had found a way to win that mm -hmm. game um and really i mean if we're being honest about it you know ohio state had its chance to beat georgia it missed the 50-yard field goal in that game so football, man football's tough it's tough and and it's incredible i mean it's never been done before win 29 straight games it's never been done before to win back-to-back -back national championships georgia fans you have spent the better part of three full calendar years three plus calendar years in the hunt just absolutely in the absolute thick of it and that's pretty incredible and that 29 game win streak i was thinking about it rose I was there for 28 of them. The only one I missed was the Oregon game because I joined Dogs HQ on September oh, yeah, that's 1st. Right. That game was on September the 3rd. And, you know, obviously I joined on September 1st, so I, I, there was no way for me to apply for a credential that late. But, man, being there for that many in a row, um, that was pretty crazy, man. And, and I developed this sense of if Georgia ever got up by two scores, I was just kind of like, all right. Screws control now. I'm yeah, just going to kind of, you know, I'd lighten up on the game thread a little bit. I'd start getting my work done. You know, it's kind of, kind of easy. Um, but yeah, there's this kind of this sense that if Georgia ever got up by two scores, um, it was, it, did anything weird happen in that game that kind of, that kind of caught your eye or, or you know, kind of made you laugh or, or, you know, was, was wacky other than the calls? <laughs> no, yeah, the calls. I mean, the, the, to me, that, the the little flick to Bell that ended in the fumble oh, was yeah. just that was like that was just so antithetical to everything I feel like I've seen from Georgia throughout this whole run. It was so it felt so cutesy. It, it felt yeah. like they were just trying to do something. And they had it so set up though they ran it. I think it, for a big play against Georgia Tech, same play, same sure. direction. They ran sure. it left, and Oscar Delt kind of comes across like he's going to go in split zone motion. He redirects and comes out, and that's what I happened to pick out on that play. 
I don't know why. I don't, I, maybe it was because one of the defensive ends was lined up over Xavier, uh, over uh, Ernest Green, and I just kind of happened to be looking there. But when I saw him do that, I said, oh, I, my thought process was, here comes the reverse. And Ernest Green and Oscar Delp were about to lead it around. I mean, yeah, they, sure. they had nobody to block there. Alabama had a guy bailing out of the, uh, of the whole play. Um, I saw whenever I watched the replay of it, they had a guy kind of bailing out, and I was like, oh, man, this this is about to go for a chunk. And I know it felt cutesy, but I also feel like you're looking for a cute – you know, you're looking for an explosive there to get you out near midfield from the 17-yard line, and you're rolling. And you just don't sure. execute a play that, like Carson Beck said, that they had run a million times – or not a million times, but he said they had repped it over and over. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. It was – there was a nonchalantness, though, to the way that he – kind of flick yeah. that ball out you know it was like yeah. yeah 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 it was like what was that like it's almost like a flip up mic mic drop you know it's like yeah. you know sure sure and the fact that, um, you know I, I will say this and, and i'm not blaming anything on carson beck and i think he's done a fantastic job for georgia this year you know i think he's he's been incredible but the way the fact that he said i didn't even know it was on the ground kind of you know that probably tells me that you probably could have had some a little bit more of attentive ball handling on that sure. play um, the no look thing may have played a role in that if you think about it, because if the timing was a little bit off, he couldn't really adjust. Um, but yeah, you're you're definitely right about that. There was another flick on Alabama's side, man. I thought they had Jalen Milrow done. I thought he was just done, and, and I gotta give him a lot of credit. I don't think he had a particularly great game. I don't think he was dominant. I don't think he's a Heisman winner um or or anything close to it, but you know, that little flip to Isaiah Bond over the middle on the crossing route that looked, you know, shove Patrick Mahomes style pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just made a play every time Alabama needed it. And, you know, that's that's something you got to give him a lot of credit for. And Carson Beck did too late in the game. It's just they kind of Georgia just really needed a stop in one more series. Yeah, that it's interesting you said Mahomes. That was what I was thinking of too when I saw that. You know, I mean, I'm not saying the kid is Mahomes by any stretch of the imagination, but, but that, that play was, that was Mahomes esque. There was yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, I did find it weird, man, going back through and doing the snap count. Like, Jalen Walker only had like 12, 11 or 12 snaps on the day and had two sacks in that period of time. Like, that's Hella a, efficiency rating there. That, that's insane, man. But yeah. also, too, like, why are you – I'm not saying you got to play hot hand every time, but, like, that would seem like a good instance to maybe do that at least. He had uh, a sack in the third play of the game, played 11 more snaps. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, that That's was tough. bizarre. That was bizarre to me. And then Dylan Bell had 50 snaps comparatively, and probably his quietest game of the year, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I thought there was going to be a chance in that game at some point because Alabama kind of kept getting up in his face and playing bump and run on him. And I thought that Carson Beck was going to eventually take a shot to him over the top. And I thought that, you know, Kool-Aid McKinstry went out in the fourth quarter of that game, and I thought Georgia may go after that a little bit more. Now, I don't think that played as big of a role because when McKinstry went out, I think Georgia still scored on both of its drives after McKinstry went out. So, um, but, yeah, it, it felt so much like the national championship game. It just – Georgia just didn't force the field goal um, on the drive where Alabama went up, I think it was uh, 27-17. Georgia didn't force the field goal there to get the offense a chance to get back in um, and then ran out of time on that last one. And uh, it's – I don't know, man. It's the, the, the streak had to end. 
it did have to end, and it was always going to end this way, and not against that team or in that building, but it was always going to end this way, in my opinion, with Georgia just not quite putting it together or Georgia making some mistakes or, or looking back at a game and folks saying officials, turnovers, and trying to – you know, there was going to be a way it was going to be close enough and, and the type of game where you were going to be able to point the finger at one person and say that was the reason. Um, because that only happens in close games. You go out there and get your socks beat off. You know, it's that is what it is. But now we're on to bigger and crazier things, I guess, with transfer. Are you are you, are you on the fire Bobo train? No. <laughs> Listen, if you are, that's fine. But but get ready for people to disagree with you. Sure. Get, get ready for people to say, I don't agree. Because I thought he did a really good job. I don't know where all this talk of him always struggling against Alabama comes up because Man, they played one of the most elite defenses in the sport in 2012, and and Georgia hung points and stayed right there despite giving up over 300 yards rushing. I know that was a long time ago, but you know if you're going to say he's always struggled against Alabama, well, that was a long time ago too. If 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 any examples, so sure. um, the the really the only other time you've got to point to is the 2008 game when Georgia didn't score in the first half in the blackout and. That was Bobo's second year as an offensive coordinator 16 or 15 years ago. So, um, But I think Bobo did a really good job this year, and I just don't think he had his best game on Saturday. And honestly, I think the team with its numbers on the side of his helmet had something to do with that. They're they're pretty sure. good. They're pretty sure. damn talented. I agree. I agree. I I think Alabama – There's a. I think they they probably win the whole thing in the end of it. Um, I, I think that that – to me, the SEC championship was probably for the championship, in my opinion. Do you think that Michigan's reaction to Alabama getting in was a stun, being stunned that Florida State didn't get in, or do you think that they had a little dread over Alabama? Yeah, I think that they're – yeah, sure. I think that every – I mean, everybody who's not the SEC hates the SEC. Yeah. And so then so they don't they don't want to be the ones. Michigan doesn't want to be the ones to do this again like they did against Georgia, like Ohio State did against Georgia, you know, like – nobody wants the sec team to be successful ultimately and uh, so i think that yeah they were probably pissed off that it was alabama that of course right i mean if you're gonna if you get to choose between alabama versus this florida state team as it stands today you're gonna take florida state a hundred times yeah i'd say so and listen folks if you're looking for a ticket to that game or any other college football playoff game or Georgia in the Orange Bowl, we know where you must absolutely positively visit. It's our friends over at GameTime.co. GameTime, we've talked about it a lot, but listen, they they specialize in those last-minute tickets. They're, they're the best in the business when it comes to those last-minute deals, but they also – you can get them ahead of time as well. I was just actually talking to somebody a minute ago who was asking – hey, who's y'all's partner as far as tickets goes? And I told them game time, and they're like, man, I love this app. This is amazing. They downloaded it immediately. Um, you know, for for the the functionality of the site, for the in, intuitiveness of the site, I, I really don't think you could do any better. And uh, you can go get tickets to pretty much any event. You want to go to a concert. You want to go to Georgia's game with Georgia Tech um, tomorrow night in Stegman Coliseum. Go check it out, GameTime.co. And listen, when you when you purchase tickets at GameTime, you can use the promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, and get $20 off your first order. There are some terms going to apply there. But if you want to go to the Orange Bowl, Georgia basketball, um, 
Uh, I don't even know if Taylor Swift's still on tour, but we'll pretend like she is. I think she might be in the international portion of it. You know, uh, if you want to go see uh, Tate McRae, Tate McRae, she's something else. Uh, go see her, all right, and go to GameTime.co to make it happen. GameTime.co or download the app. Use promo code DOGS, and uh, you will have everything you possibly need from Game Time. All right, Roos, I think the biggest topic in our realm, other than the transfer portal today, is Florida State. Listen, man, we got we got Florida State beat writers called calling for injunctions and little terms and mergers and acquisitions and paperwork, Manila <laughs> folders. I mean, it's paper clips, paper cuts. They, I mean, they're doxing uh, committee members. They, they're they doxing have, members. I, I'm not saying I support that. Florida State has every right to be as pissed off as they are. I'm pissed off for Florida State, to be honest. I am too. I, am I, too. I, I didn't. Normally I think I they were going to get boat raced, but I feel bad for Sure, them. sure. Like, what are you supposed to do? And the thing about it is they had two games, right, that they didn't have. They didn't have Travis. They won both of them. And in more convincing fashion than Alabama uh, won over Auburn or won over Georgia. So, I'm not saying Alabama doesn't deserve to be there. I certainly think they're one of the, the best four teams in the country. But I don't – What I mean, what's, what is Florida State supposed to do, man? I mean, what do you – all you can do is win the games on the schedule. Now, and it's not like you're Liberty, right? You're not playing in that conference. You're, you're This is, you know, good football. I'm not saying the ACC is the pinnacle right now. That, that's, that would be a little overstating their case. But, you know, the idea of – you know they're they're playing consistently quality opponents, and I I feel for them, man. I really do. I think that I think they got shafted in a way that we have not seen in a long time. Yeah, to to go undefeated in a Power Five conference, to have played an SEC team to start the season, and to do that, and it just sucks. Like I don't believe they're one of the four best teams. Like I don't spe- no. without Jordan Travis. No. I don't. That would have been a fringe best four team to me if Jordan Travis was out there, but um, they definitely weren't with him. I mean, they beat a Louisville team on Saturday that got their ass kicked by Kentucky, you know, and I think we all know Kentucky's not great. Um, but I felt like they earned it. I felt like they earned it. it but but also, man, like Alabama's really good, and Texas beat Alabama, and Texas is pretty sure. good too. And yeah, sure. No, Texas should um, – I, I agree with Texas. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's they deserve. Here's the thing: what sucks is that yes, I think they would have gotten boat raced as well. But now you've really kind of created a second coming of UCF here. With like they're gonna, they are never going to let this go. Never they're going to talk. They're going to talk about this. They'll probably get a banner printed. They'll probably, you know, I oh, mean, God, if, they, if they beat Georgia, it's gonna be. Oh, it's going to be hellacious. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the committee looked at it. <laughs> I had this thought. I wonder if the committee got in there and my man, Boo Corrigan, was like, all right, listen, Alabama fans, they they know how to get a hold of brick in mass. Okay. <laughs> and Texas fans, they're pretty damn crazy. Okay. They, they, they can, all that oil money buys a lot of flamethrowers. 
Um, let's piss off these Seminole fans because maybe living maybe living down in Tallahassee in the sunny in the sunny state of Florida with no state income tax, um, maybe maybe they're a little more chill. That's the only thing I can think. I mean, listen, Ron DeSantis like, already like all over Disney. Maybe maybe he him and FSU can kind of do a little joint deal and and really get after Disney. I feel like you're very much underestimating how crazy people in the Florida Panhandle are. That is a, I mean, that is, that, there's some rough characters. Down they there. are, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a very transient state. Sure, sure. Listen, you don't uh, want to leave Alabama out. If you left Alabama out, I mean, they'll be, they'd be over there with their. Thing. You could have, but to me, you could have so easily justified leaving them or Texas out. You could, because all you got to do is point to the record. I'm just saying in favor of FSU. Right. Yeah. That's that's it. I'm not. I, Alabama would have marched on on the committee with its compound bows. I mean, they were <laughs> just arrows flying. It would have looked like they'd be their compound bows and their atlatls. And sure. uh, um, yeah, so I just learned what an atlatl was last night. I was watching this. Movie I don't know what that. Life. I don't know what that means. It's uh, something. It's a Native American spear chucking device. Okay. You can throw a spear <laughs> hundred miles per hour with an atlatl. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I think it's like some like little hollow thing that you pull back, and there's like a little bit of a spring action in it or something. Like a, I don't know. Uh, you know, we we can get into it. We can we can if you, we want sometime we can do a bark after dark and just throw shit at each other with an atlatl. That the uh, I'm looking at this. This is not something I'm familiar with, but I would yeah. love to play with one. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. Did you watch any of that Florida State game the other night? A little, not much. Um, I had a buddy from high school hit me up about number 55, the Fisk kid. And he goes, yeah, hey, man, have you seen this defensive tackle from Florida State? Just a you know, big, round, white kid from Florida State. And I said, I said, yeah, dude, he's dominating this game. He said, I'm going to give him the nickname Propane. And I said, <laughs> why? Because he like, is he is he setting stuff on fire? And he goes, no, because he's the white rhino. <laughs> And it made me think of it. Maybe you know, you know exactly who that made me think of. Of course, yeah. That, that's Noah, Noah. Sims. Yeah, yeah, that's Noah for sure. Yeah, Master Chef's very own Noah Sims, uh, who uh, uh, Smith, Smith Sonigan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's just something I call him propane because that's the that's the damn white rhino. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's of uh, duty. That was incredible. I mean, they. I thought the I thought the authorities were going to have to get called um, to to help Louisville's offensive line in that game, especially yeah. in the fourth quarter. I mean, holy sh oh my god! They uh, for for running them out there against Florida State's defensive line. I think Brom might need to be prosecuted. <laughs> Do you see Nick Williams is supposedly headed there? Yeah, good for yeah. him. Yeah, good that's a him. good hire. That's a good hire for Louisville, in my opinion. Yeah, I just wonder why did he leave Colorado? Dude, everybody's jumping off the Colorado ship. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's doesn't appear to be a very good situation for much of anybody at this point. God, am I? I mean, how things change. And man, I was such a big Dion fan growing up. I remember I played offensive guard in my first year of tackle football with the number twenty-one on because I love Dion. <laughs> um, yeah, <man>. nothing says <laughs> nothing says childhood offensive lineman like a Dion Sanders number on the on yeah. Your, Dude, there's a picture somewhere. I got my little white helmet, my little 21 jersey on there, and I think we were the Falcons too. I got my flat top. Got oh, my, yeah, sure, just, sure. We had a we had a, a barber in my hometown named Oscar Morgan, 
everybody called him Oss, and he gave I mean, you came in and you either got a hind tight, a crew cut, or a flat top. Absolutely, man. I, I, I'm you know, very familiar with this scenario I just at the barber shop. Yeah, there was, was no he, styling. He, there was no style. There was no like, hey, I want to. <laughs> You know, I don't. It was like it was like, dude. Listen, we're this is the military. I learned to cut. I learned to cut hair in the in the army, and that's what you're getting to. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and sometimes he would. Uh, sometimes he would get a little bit. Uh, he'd get a little bit too talkative. There'd be too many people oh, yeah, in the sure. shop, and my mom would have to take him back and get him to clean it up because he would. He would leave like the. You know, you got the little box thing right here, and he would leave like make me look like a damn owl. <laughs> with the little thing sticking up over here. I'm just, I mean, just menacing as all get out. One year I got my hair cut like uh like animal from Hawk and Animal in the uh in the Road Warriors. I I got the uh you got he the, left you got, a got a mo well it was more of like yeah, it was kind of a mohawk it was cut in real tight and he veed it in the back with a rat tail. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm not surprised that you were a rat tail kid at some just point. I I didn't have it very long. My mom made my dad go go get me to cut it. <laughs> sure understandable yeah it was uh I mean, you riding around riding around uh your brother driving that uh what was it that that dodge you said that dodge you colt baby yeah you guys in the dodge colt with your rat tail and driving it driving it back driving it in reverse because all the uh all the forward gears went out in that thing one time we had to drive that thing quarter mile and was up in reverse oh boy i don't i yeah. you you uh I don't know if the people realize the, the, how white trash you and I grew up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> Dude, I remember, um, you know, the funny thing, um, I mean, we're totally just off the rails right now, but I remember my dad taking me to the Lapahal River to fish for, uh, to, to, you know, just fish. We'd fish for brim, we'd fish for bass, take a couple rods, take a rod and a brim buster to fish for brim and bass. And my dad would throw up into like, uh, he would, he would, cast up in like under a tree or something and get hung in a root under the tree black water dude just black as hell alligators everywhere moccasins i just jump in swim down there and unhook him <laughs> do you understand how much money it would pay you do that to pay me to get me to do that yeah, right yeah. now like yeah. i'd still swim in the water and everything like that it'd be fine we had sandbars it'd be it'd be beautiful it'd be great would you would you, would you let your kids do that no, <laughs> oh. I had I, I, sometimes I think to myself I had I had simultaneously the greatest father there's ever been and maybe the worst. <laughs> I'm oh, so Mike. lucky to be alive. Mike, Mike is a gem. Yeah, is he, gem. yeah, he is for sure. But yeah, with that with that haircut, I should have had a bush light with my arm out the window. Yeah, you know, little Bubby Child. What's that? Little Bubby Child. Are you familiar with that? I am it's not. The, oh my God. I'm going to send it to you when we get off of here. It's is that this kid on, is, that, is, is that Louisiana kid on Wife Swap? No. no. We're sorry, people. <laughs> she thinks she's the queen. We're the sorry, people. <laughs> I went to tell Palmer about that the other day, and Palmer was like, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> Palmer sees oh, some stuff. Man, all right, listen. I let's. I don't want to know what Palmer's seen on the internet, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so many websites give you viruses. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to I have to reboot that thing. All right, listen. We uh, we've got another partner here on on Bark After Dark, and uh, we love these guys. Factor. Okay, listen. I got some Factor meals, and they were absolutely delicious. 
And holiday season is busy. It's bustling. It's bussing too. All right. It's bussing, <laughs> bussing down, Tatiana. So you might be looking for some nutritious, flavorful meals, fuel you on these jam-packed days. Factor Meal is where you need to turn. It's America's number one ready-to-eat meal service. It can help you eat well breakfast, lunch, dinner. And these things are chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, low-calorie, um, portion control, um, ready-to-eat. And, and they can be delivered straight to your door. You'll save time. You'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. If you're trying to drop some weight this time of year, this is the perfect thing to do. You can basically just take meal prepping out of the picture with Factor. Skip it. Skip the planning. Skip all the buying the stuff and the prep and the and, and all that stuff and cleaning up. You get factor meals. It saves so much time. The way I look at it, guys, is if I got to spend an hour, how much is of an hour? How much is an hour of your time worth? If I've got to spend an hour, two hours, three hours meal prepping for the week, that's worth some time. I feel like sometimes my time's at least worth eight dollars an hour. Um, you know, Roos's is probably worth 30, 35 an hour. Sure. Uh, but you can, these things can be ready in just a couple minutes and they are fantastic. I mean, really they are like, I, I was impressed with how great they taste and you can treat yourself to these high quality, delicious meals over these holidays and you can get over 35 different options. There are different tiers. There are different things. You have ve vegan and veggie protein plus, uh, calorie smart, and there are other wholesome options as well. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They all set 100% of their delivery emissions uh, and uh, source 100% renewable electricity for the production sites and offices. This December, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the action. Head on over to factormeals.com slash dogs50, dogs50, and use dogs50 to get 50% off. Uh, that's the code dogs 50 at factormeals.com slash dogs50. In case you hadn't got it yet, um, we'll come over and hit you on a tack hammer and call you a name uh, and get 50% off. All right. You ready for a little Jake on Jake, Jake and off, uh, having Let's some fun it. here? Let's do it. All right. I need you to go first. All right. Mine's, pre mine's pretty easy, actually, um, because you had a chance to, you've had a chance to go to the Orange Bowl recently, right? Yeah, yeah. So my question for you is, uh, are you, were you excited when you saw that that was Georgia's destination? How do you feel about Miami? Is it somewhere you look forward to visiting? And what do you, what are you going to do? Man, that is a tough question because I wanted it more than Dallas. I, I just don't have much use for Dallas. I've been there once or twice. And I just, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying it's the armpit of America. Or anything it, like that. To me, to me, it feels it's very much like Atlanta. Yeah, hundred percent. That's it's, 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 it's like it's like we're a, it's like a bunch of loosely connected little fiefdoms. It's not a it's not a it's not a cohesive city, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And but I wouldn't have been upset with the Fiesta Bowl, which was apparently on the table to a lesser extent. It would have been cool. Um, to go to the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, if Alabama had gotten left out, Alabama was going to play in the Orange Bowl, and it was probably going to play Louisville. And then I think that would have probably – honestly, I think that would probably – it may have – it was going to push probably Ole Miss out of a out of a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, so Ole Miss, big Alabama fans, I'm sure they like the fact that they get to play in one of those. Uh, but then it was probably going to be Dallas. So, you know, if it comes down to Miami or Dallas, I'm very much um, on board with Miami um, because I like Cuban food. I, li I love seafood. You know how much I love seafood. Sure. And um, 
on top of all that, you know, we try to, you know, whenever possible, um, if George was going to go to the Sugar Bowl, we were going to go down to Lafitte and find us a back deck going, catch on uh, and uh, do some fishing like we did last time and just absolutely whack them. We're trying to plan a fishing trip again this year um, as well, do a little offshore deal, maybe go get some sailfish or something like that. So um, Miami, definitely, um, yeah, definitely a better option. Um, I feel like than than Dallas and um, do, you feel, I, do you feel like Georgia's going to have? I'm not going to say a hard time necessarily, but I'm. Wouldn't you personally expect that this is probably going to be one of the lesser Georgia bowl crowds in some time, given yeah, given yeah. they did, given that they didn't make the playoff and the fact that they have just been there recently. Yeah, I think that's very possible. I mean, the fact that it is maybe at a little bit more of a touristy style destination, you know, they can, Georgia fans can go down and you can find reasonably priced places 30 minutes away because yeah. uh, everything's so spread out down there. Um, 30 minutes away from Hard Rock because that that's in Miami Gardens. And we're going to be based over in Fort Lauderdale, Donya Beach. Um, but oh, I'll, I'll also, to, also the you casino. Gotta, you got to go to Three Suns. What's three sons? It's in Dania Beach. It's uh, it's a brewery slash restaurant. Okay. Um, I, I went I went for uh, an Under Armour camp. I stayed at the Holiday Inn down there, and uh, it was right across the street. They have a Swordfish Reuben that is out of this world, man. So so good. Make you yeah, gotta we'll get that out because me and me and OPT we didn't branch out too much last time. We went to the same restaurant three nights in a row. What was it? Fifteenth Street Fisheries. Okay. Um, it was right there on the water. Really, honestly, this it was just so easy to get to. Yeah. There was good scenery in terms of like you were sitting on the bay, uh, in a little bit of a bay, and there was um, and uh, there were you know like awesome looking boats coming through, and there was a place where you could kind of feed some some fish, some tarpon, I believe it was right there, and there was like clear places where you could watch the fish swim underneath you. And it was just really nice. And one night it was me and Palmer and uh, Dan Matthews and Josh Pate. One night it was just me and Palmer after we had staked out the Georgia hotel. A romantic evening for you and Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> trying to find out when, uh, when George Pickens and JT. Biscuits. Oh yeah. So cheddar cheddar biscuits. biscuits. Dude, we, we staked that place out Palmer for like 10 hours. And we didn't eat all day. And then we went in and homeboy had to bring us, our waiter brought us about six baskets of these little cheddar biscuits. And we probably had 15 apiece. <laughs> I mean, we, we carbo-loaded. Just abusing, just abusing free bread. But oh, yeah. you know, I'm texting you from here because I had this, uh, I had this seared swordfish with shrimp fried rice. Ooh, yeah. I mean, decadent, absolutely mm -hmm. decadent. It was amazing. I can't remember what else I had there, uh, but it was, it was I, good. I love, I love to run into a fried rice at a place that's not necessarily an Asian spot. Like, yeah. because it's, it, it's, it's, it's just always delicious, man. And yeah. if you can get it at like a, a little higher end place, you know, they, they get the good. It, was, it wasn't shrimp fried rice. Either. It was crab fried rice. Oh yeah. Okay. It was crab fried rice. Yeah. I'm in. We wanted to do Joe's stone crab, but. And, you and go. I, you I love the mustard sauce, and I love I love those uh, I love the stone crabs, but Joe's is just way too proud. They're just way too proud of their stuff. And South sure. Beach is very bustling, no sure. doubt about it. Bussing sure. as well. But there's a there's a Cuban Cuban restaurant down there called Puerto Sawa, that is uh, that is also incredible. I haven't eaten there since 2010 when I 
drove my wife and two of her friends down for spring break, our first year teaching um, in my Nissan Xterra with a cooler strapped to the hood. That was a, that was a great time. But uh, <laughs> well, me and Palmer spent some time at the casino, maybe paying some Spanish 21, uh, maybe some uh, blackjack. If we could find a table for less than 25 bucks, they get really fired up about their blackjack tables down there apparently. Um, so yeah, yeah I, that's, a, that's another one. I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm, I was just, when I saw it pop up, I was like, ah, I could see you kind of going either way on this. Yeah, no, 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 no thanks in Dallas. No thanks in Dallas. Yeah, I got you. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, you know, about the only thing they got in Dallas is a little bit of barbecue and ladies of the pole. And I'm not real particular about my barbecue. All right. Uh, listen, we're in the middle of shopping season. Um, what is the best Christmas gift you have ever gotten for someone Ooh. else? Ooh, for someone else. Mm, yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Um, I, I'm I'm really bad at gift giving. I, I'm terrible at it, to be honest with you. I, mostly because I I I tend to maybe somewhat overthink it, and then I get paralyzed, and then it's like I really wish people would just tell me what they want. Um, uh, you know, I got uh, a painting for my uh. Uh, sister a couple years ago that was a pretty good one it was uh, the dog you know she loves the my mom's dog um that was a pretty good one that was pretty thoughtful um you know i don't know man i i find that maybe i'm just not thoughtful i don't know i but i like i said i don't want to i don't want to waste i feel like to some degree it's wasting money for things people don't want or need and so i'd rather just get somebody something with some function to it if I have the, if I have the ability to do that. So, you know, probably the painting would be the best one I've gotten for somebody, but I just suck at it in general. So Christmas is probably far and away my least favorite holiday. Um, I d just do not like it. Um, I don't know what you, uh, Nothing. I, I'm just now seeing um, this. Did you see that thing from Evan Stewart that he said on his, said on his Instagram? I did not. So he's transferred from AM and he said, I saw it coming freshman year when I didn't get paid a dollar from AM but sliced bread. Y'all thinking we was millionaires. Uh, wow. Huh. Interesting. I, I, I don't think I don't think they were millionaires. I just knew that they attended AM in that big class because of the promise of money. So, sure. Sure. Um, yeah. And that didn't work out. So have you got your uh, Christmas shopping done? A lot of it, you know, yeah. a lot of, um, yeah, you know, I'm still in, um, I'm still in Santa Claus mode, you yeah. know, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take that little chunky white haired man and give him all the credit for the money that comes out of my pocket, which is yeah. uh, pretty awesome. Um, but not, not all of it. One thing I like to do is I like to, um, I, I do like to, especially with this job, I like to go like during the middle of the day and go to like target and see if something oh, yeah. strikes me for each kid. Um, when it's not very busy and just kind of pick up one thing here and there and then go back later and pick up another thing here and there. Um, but you know, it's, I do like Christmas shopping and I love Christmas morning when I don't have to put something together. But Steve, answer uh, phone call, sneeze on the show, check off some, you know, some gambling squares. Yeah. For this thing. Rip a juicy fart while you're at it. Why don't you? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, yeah. I got plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, yeah, 
I don't know, man. I, I Christmas not my favorite. Not looking forward to it, but it is what it is. I'm I'm looking a little bit forward to it because I think we're going to do Christmas dinner either here or at my my brother and sister in law's house that live ten minutes down the road. We don't maybe not have to go. We're flying out to Miami on Christmas night. Um, I'm going to take the red eye. I'm going to go get drunk in Delta Sky Club and then take the red eye out and probably probably fall asleep on the plane um, and just snore everybody off. Uh, but <laughs> I'm probably going to lose my Delta Sky Delta medallion status at the end of this year too. So. Um, uh, I hope I get upgraded one time before I lose my medallion status, but we'll see. Sure, sure. Um, all right, folks, we, we've taken up way too much of your time and we've tortured you long enough. So this has been Bark After Dark and uh, we'll see you next Monday. Oh. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.